Hello, this is Anviti from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of April. India reported 1,088 new COVID-19 cases and 26 linked deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry data. The current number of active cases in the country stands at 10,870, a minor decline from yesterday's count. So far, the coronavirus has infected over 4.3 crore and caused over 5.21 lakh fatalities in the country. The current number of active cases accounts for 0.03% of the total caseload, whereas the national COVID-19 recovery rate remained at 98.76%. 186.07 crore vaccine doses have been administered so far under the nationwide vaccination drive the ndtv reported with nearly 26 million residents under complete lockdown in shanghai china city officials warned on wednesday that there will be strict punishment for protocol violators in the city the reuters reported with 25000 new cases logged in the last 24 hours The city is going through its worst phase since the outbreak of the pandemic in 2019. In a message to the citizens, the city police department said, and I quote, "Fight the pandemic with one heart and work together for an early victory." Adding that any violation of the COVID lockdown will be dealt with strict provisions under the law. The Chinese zero COVID policy is not only disrupting the life of its citizens but also diminishing the trust of foreign investors. According to Reuters, at least 11 Taiwanese companies announced on Wednesday to suspend all productions in light of the disruption from China's COVID protocols. Whereas in India, 23 school students from four schools in Noida tested positive for the virus, leading to the respective schools reverting to online mode. Chief Medical Officer of Gautam Buddh Nagar, Dr. Sunil Kumar Sharma, told NDTV that contact tracing of the positive students is being carried out. Karnataka Rural Development and Panchayat Raj Minister K.S. Ishwarappa might be asked to resign by Baswaraj Bommai, the state chief minister, the Indian Express reported today. Bommai has summoned Ishwarappa and his associates for a meeting today. Bommai said, and I quote, We need to have a discussion on the incident that has occurred and the FIR that has been registered, unquote. Congress leaders had yesterday demanded the sacking of Ishwarappa. The minister on Tuesday claimed that there was no question of him resigning as he was not at fault. However, he later stated on Wednesday that he would be willing to step down if CM sought his resignation, the Indian Express reported. The Udupi police said on Wednesday that Ishwarappa has been booked for abatement of suicide in the case of Karnataka contractor Santosh Patil's death by suicide. According to Hindustan Times, BJP minister Ishwarappa has been named as the first accused in the case based on a complaint from the victim's brother Prashant Patil the victim's brother said and I quote Ishwarappa is responsible for my brother's death he sought a bribe or commission from Santosh Patil he then filed a defamation case Patil had received threats too unquote reported India today The Bombay High Court on Wednesday dismissed a permanent bail plea filed by Varvara Rao and accused in the Elgar Parishad case the Indian Express reported the 82 year old activist and poet had received a 3 month bail extension on medical grounds for cataract surgery he was first granted a 6 month bail in 2021 in his new plea 
he sought a permanent medical bail and permission to shift to Hyderabad in Telangana, citing ill health and high expenses in Mumbai. A bench of justices, S.B. Shukre and G.A. Sanab also dismissed Mr. Rao's plea seeking a transfer back to Telangana, the Hindu reported. Anil Singh, additional solicitor general representing the National Investigation Agency, had opposed Rao's plea. He said, and I quote, He is over 80 years old. Obviously, there will be medical problems. But that does not mean he keeps taking extensions forever. He has to surrender sometime. I don't see why this plea should survive. Unquote. It should be noted that Rao has Parkinson's disease. On the other hand, Singh argued that permanent bail on health grounds cannot be granted to Rao as serious offences have been levelled against him concerning national security under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. A day after MNS chief Raj Thakre threatened the Maharashtra government to shut loudspeakers in mosques by May 3rd, Deputy Chief Minister Ajit Pawar on Wednesday claimed that people should not give much importance to Thakre's statement, the Hindustan Times reported. Pawar said, and I quote, Raj Thakre must not be given so much importance. When the right time comes, I will surely answer it. I have answers for every question, unquote. Meanwhile, Sanjay Nirupam from Congress tweeted that if loudspeakers are removed from even a single mosque in Mumbai, it would be a great matter of shame for the state. He said that they will urge the state government and police to not implement any such decision, adding that they could try to regulate the decibel of Azan loudspeakers if needed and make sure every mosque follows it. On Tuesday, Raj Thakre had given an ultimatum to the state government to remove all loudspeakers from mosques. He had said, and I quote, loudspeakers in mosques should be shut till May 3rd. Otherwise, we will play Hanuman Chalisa in speakers. This is a social issue, not a religious one. I want to tell the state government, we will not go back on this subject. Do whatever you want to do, unquote. Listeners, let me take a moment to remind you of the violence that broke out on the campus of Jawaharlal Nehru University in New Delhi on Sunday evening. A group of students in Kaveri Hostel were attacked for allegedly consuming non-veg food on Ram Navmi. According to the cops, six students were injured. Many alleged that the police did not do enough to control the violence. As members of left groups and the RSS students' outfit ABVP clashed, even mess vendors complained about being heckled or attacked. If you want to know a detailed account of the event, then read my colleague Glacia Shekhar's story, titled Recalling Events That Led to JNU Brawl Over Non-Wage Food, Ram Navmi Puja. Listeners, if you like the report and the work that we do, consider supporting us. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, do consider subscribing by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner with cost as low as 300 rupees. BJP Yuva Morcha National President and MP Tejasvi Surya was stopped from visiting a riot-hit Karoli in Rajasthan today, the NDTV reported. Surya, along with BJP Rajasthan President Satish Punya and several supporters, was stopped at Dosa border by the state police. Surya had earlier tweeted about his visit to the area, 
urging people to join him. In his words, the visit was a nyaya yatra for justice and he intended to meet the families of the victims of the April 2 violence. Surya said, and I quote, Gehlot Sarkar tried to detain us illegally. It is our constitutional right to protest. Take out a march, unquote. Adding that he was 40 kilometers away from Karoli and there was no section 144 in that area. A curfew under section 144 was imposed in Karoli after April 2nd violence. The furore had erupted when a motorcycle procession to mark Nav Samvatsar, the Hindu New Year, came under stone pelting while passing through a Muslim neighborhood. Surya further accused the Congress government of allowing quote unquote terrorist organizations like the PFI to take out rallies but stopped a peaceful yatra by the BJP Yuva Morcha. Surya was allegedly involved in the recent attack on Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal's residence. The Yuva Morcha had gone there to protest against the minister regarding his comments on the film Kashmir Files. However, Surya wasn't included in the list of eight accused people. After taking cognizance of India's neutral stance on the Russia-Ukraine war, Germany is debating whether or not to invite Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the Group of Seven summit, the NDTV reported. The summit is scheduled for June later this year. German government spokesperson Stefan Hebestreit said Berlin would present its list of guest attendees as soon as it is finalized. India remains under consideration. Hebestreit said, and I quote, The Chancellor has repeatedly made clear that he would like to see as many international partners as possible joining the sanctions, unquote. India, being one of the 50 countries that abstained from voting in the United Nations to suspend Russia from the UN Human Rights Council, could be one of the reasons for Germany's hesitance. The Indian government has also been reluctant to directly condemn Russia over the alleged war crimes on Ukrainian soil or announce any sanctions on the country and continues with oil and other imports. The G7 countries, which include Germany, Canada, United States, United Kingdom, Italy, Japan and France, have been pushing sanctions against Russia and some have sent weapons to Ukraine. However, some Latin American, African, Asian and Middle Eastern governments have been reluctant in joining this pursuit. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.